This podcast of the Model Health Show is presented to you by Sean Stevenson with Rare Gym Productions. For more information, visit the SeanStevensonModel.com. Welcome to the Model Health Show. This is fitness and nutrition expert Sean Stevenson here with my beautiful co-host and producer, Jade Harrell. What's up, Jade? What's up, Sean? How are you doing today? I am wonder-awesome. Wonder-awesome. Mm-hmm. Tell me this about it. on the raw. I'm so wonderful in its rawest form. It's awesome. Mm, awesome. Awesome. Love it. Awesome. <laughs> Love it. Well, I'm so happy to see you. Could you be yeah. wonder-awesome because we just returned from Podcast Movement 2015? You better believe it. Shout out to everybody in mm-hmm. Texas, Fort Worth. Absolutely. Thank and you so much message. for having us. Yep, because my word came from Michael Sabrowski from New Jersey. Awesome, yeah. we got to meet. Absolutely, yeah, we got to meet a lot. Shout out to Michael. Mm -hmm. Shout out to all the people we got to meet face-to-face who listen to the show. I appreciate you guys so much. So shout out to Michael, shout out to Megan, Kimberly, Mm -hmm. Alex, so many awesome people. And I'm seeing all your faces right now, but we'd be (laughs) just going through a whole list of names to get to everybody, but... I truly appreciate you coming up and saying hello and giving me a hug and just sharing your story with me. And by the way, guys, I speak a lot, moving around, doing a lot of stuff across the country right now. I've got some plans for some stuff out of the country as well. So if you see me on the streets, right. come up and say hi, right. you know, come connect with me. I would love to meet you in person. And, you know, it's truly a privilege to be able to speak on that stage with some of my friends, you know, Pat Flynn, John Lee Dumas, just to name a couple, Aisha Tyler from Mm -hmm. television, you know, she just rocked the house, (laughs) but it was really a great experience. And so what was your takeaway from my talk? Did you like what I did? I was very proud of you. I was inspired, actually. It was hard being a bystander. Wow. I love that. Mm -hmm. I love that. I got in (laughs) with the one who's around me all the time. Exactly. You did. And I even went around the room to see if people were taking notes and what things might trigger a response, but yeah. the pins kept moving. Yeah. It was just really full of great information and, and encouragement. Yeah, it was a little bit different it for was. me because of the fact that, you know, most of the time when I'm speaking, 99% of the time it's on a health-related topic, mm-hmm. you know, so they asked me to speak about something with this podcast platform, and my topic was standing out in a crowded niche, you know, yeah. because the health and fitness niche is the most crowded yes. of all of them. You know, there's saturated. so many... So many people involved in this, but there are so many great people doing great work who care, you know. So I was just giving people some strategies and insights that I've learned. And it definitely was super inspiring to me just to be a part of it because of this platform is so powerful. And guys, everybody listening right now, right now, you get to choose actually what information you consume. You know, we live at an amazing time right now where you're not subjected to what the television is going to throw at you or the radio is going to throw at you. You get to choose what your brain Mm -hmm. is literally made of because it's not just you are what you eat. It's you are what you eat, drink, think, breathe, Mm -hmm. and also the information that you consume. It literally starts to make synaptic connections in your brain. And as you listen to this kind of information more, it starts to insulate that, you know, this quote, white matter. (laughs) It creates a, a deeper connection for your brain waves to fire and your brain pathways to fire and it makes stuff more automatic in your life this is how data and habits become permanent right you know is immersion and you get to choose that so it's just 
I'm truly excited about it and truly excited to be a part of this medium. It's a big deal. Yeah. And look at the turnout that was at Oh, we were nominated moment. for an award. I was going to say, I hope you remember, we were <laughs> in all this sea of health information, yeah. among the top choices for the Academy of Podcasters, yeah. we were in that group of nominees. It's crazy, right? Mm-hmm. It, it was like the Grammys, it right? Really they was. had the little music well playing, and they put it up there. <laughs> and, you know, so it was really awesome. It and, was. and thank you guys for just for listening and for being a part of this movement with us, this model health community truly means the world to me. And today I really want to give something back. And this show topic is incredibly important because this is the real thrust and the real driving force of why we get up every single day and live the life that we've been given, you know? So this is really important today. We're going to be talking about how a sense of purpose relates to your health and well-being, and some valuable tips and insights to help you to connect with your purpose no matter where you are in your life right now. Nice. All right, so yeah. this is going to be some juice. Exactly. Some juice today. <laughs> That's a whole nother approach, Sean. Yeah. I love it. So we're going to get into that in just a second, but first let's give a quick shout out to our show sponsor, Onnit.com. Head over to onnit.com forward slash model for 10% off all of your health and human performance supplements. By being a fan of the Model Health Show, you get an exclusive 10% off the Hemp Force Protein as well. You're not going to find that anywhere else. Well, maybe one other place, but you'll, (laughs) (laughs) but for the most part, you know, the coupon codes out there, they're just going to get you some dollars off on the supplements, but the Hemp Force Protein is considered a food. So you're going to get 10% off that as well. Also, you're going to get 10% off the Shroom Tech Sport, which is my pre-workout supplement that I use when I'm going to go and hit the gym, hit the waist hard. Sure. Shroom Tech Sport and also the Shroom Tech Immune, which is something to really help to fortify your immune system based on chaga mushroom turmeric and curcumin. So these really powerful compounds that have very, very dense anti-angiogenesis properties, which means basically it cuts off the blood supply to cancer cells, which we all have cancer cells that form every single day. But if your immune system is working properly, you'll be able to take out those rogue cells. So this is the kind of stuff that helps to train your immune system and keep it sharp and ready to do its job. So head over there, check them out, onit.com forward slash model for 10% off now let's get into the iTunes review of the week. Well, this one is includes a question. Well, this listener is actually kind of frustrated. It says, addicted by Angarv. I swear, every time I listen, I learn something new or I'm challenged in some way. I fractured a toe seven months ago and found myself laid up for three months and have been struggling ever since to get back to my health journey. I didn't start listening to your show until a month ago, but today... I found a podcast from February 2014 about sitting and what it does to your back and hips and how bad it is for you. It was like a light bulb came on. I now understand why I'm struggling and I have a better idea of what I need to do to get back to normal. So glad I came across this podcast. Never stop. Five stars. Thank you so much, Angar, for leaving that review. We truly do appreciate it. And this really speaks to how this medium is evergreen as well. You know, for free, you get to go back and you can consume the information that is relevant to you at that time. You know, something might not be relevant to you right now. You know, we did a show recently on asthma, natural Mm -hmm. treatments for asthma. Some people that listen are a lot like me when we just want to know a lot of stuff, (laughs) you know, and we're just kind of information junkies and we want to be able to have information so we can serve and help other people. But maybe there's nobody that you know has asthma symptoms currently. And but now maybe it's, you know, somebody that you know, somebody that you care about is experiencing those symptoms, or maybe it's you, and you can go back and consume that information and make it more applicable. I have an example. 
maybe you are not a parent yet or a mother mm, yet. Right. And you suddenly find yourself with child. <laughs> and then you go back and you realize that we've had some incredible episodes that could be utilized to have the best experience possible as a new parent. Absolutely. This is exactly why we do these shows is to create like the definitive guide on that subject matter, you know, so that you can have it there for you when you need it. And also we're just going to keep building on this. So truly excited about this and I'm super excited about today's episode. So let's go ahead and dive into today's topic. Today we're going to be talking about how your purpose in life intimately connects with your health and well-being and specific strategies to help you to uncover your purpose and really get on purpose every single day so that you can have these benefits that we're going to be talking about. So this all really came together for me after I saw a study done together with Carleton University in Ottawa, Canada and the University of Rochester Medical Center in New York. And they actually set out to find if having a sense of purpose has an effect on aging and adult development. And with more than 6,000 people, they had them answer questions like, some people wander aimlessly through life, but I am not one of them. And other questions that gauged positive and negative emotions. They found that 14 years after those questions were asked, people who had reported a greater sense of purpose and direction in their life were more likely to outlive their peers. And in fact, people with a sense of purpose had a 15% lower risk of death in that time period compared with those who said that they were more or less aimless. And it didn't seem to matter. Here's the big catch. It didn't seem to matter when people found their direction and their purpose in life. It could have been in their 20s, 50s, or even their 70s. Now, this study analysis controlled for other factors known to affect longevity as well. So things like age, gender, and emotional well-being, but a sense of purpose trumped all of that. Now, here's another interesting caveat that was found in the study is that they found that purpose means different things to different people. It could be as simple as making sure one's family is happy and healthy. That could be a strong sense of purpose for someone. Uh, it could be contributing to social change. It could be doing well on their particular job. It could be simply about creativity and feeling like they're here to make things out of nothing, you know, to create. And this really speaks to something simple and a glaring instance of how having that sense of purpose and why you're getting up in the morning truly does relate to your longevity and your health. They looked at other factors and that sense of purpose actually was on top of these. You know, it was more powerful than anything else. And for me, I truly do feel that today we're in a situation where there's a huge deficiency. You know, it's not a deficiency in health or nutrition that I'm talking about, but a deficiency in purpose and feeling like we really matter and that we know where we're going in our life. Yeah. And the great obstacle that we have that's never existed before is this interesting paradigm. And it's actually, uh, there's a book written about this by Barry Schwartz called The Paradox of Choice. Mm -hmm. And essentially in the book, it's stated that the more options that we have, the more we can actually become paralyzed to make a choice. Yeah. Right. And we that. have so many options available to us. We don't live in the times where we have, you know, the horse and wagon or even previous to that when we were just, you know, rolling around on a rock like a unicycle or whatever we were doing. We don't live in those times anymore. Today, you're not growing up like you would have back then where if your father was a blacksmith, you was a blacksmith. Mm -hmm. If your parents were farmers, you were a farmer. You were just rolled right into that respective field of work. You so know, cool. if you were royalty, then you were King Joffy <laughs> and you'd probably end in a bad situation. 
But shout out to those who watch Game of Thrones. There you go. Now, here's the reality. Today, we have infinite choice. There's so many different things that we have access to and that we're capable of. And I'm going to talk a little bit about that and how to narrow things down and to get focused. But not only that, not only just this paradox of choice, but also the fact that with all the noise and the naysayers and the vast majority of people today working in jobs that simply don't fit them. You know, and if you try to step outside of that, there's so much coming at you saying that you can't do it. And fear really creeps up and become overwhelming. Yeah, it does. But I've got some good news for you guys. This is about to change today. I promise you that at the end of this, you're going to be walking away with some real strategies and insight into how to get on purpose with purpose every single day in your life. So now let's talk about what purpose really is. Now, you've got to be able to get this. All right? You've got to feel this in your bones. You've really got to take this in. Okay. Now, there was a great quote. Let me make this little quote really quickly. From T. Harv Eckert, who came from one of those stories coming from the bottom of the bottom. And now he's here, now he's here, you know, doing extremely well. He said that nothing has meaning except for the meaning that we give it. Okay. And the reason I want to preface what I'm about to say with this is the fact that purpose, even this concept in our mind is really dictated by our meaning that we've given it. And there's different kind of lexicon here. There's a different language that we often attribute it to that can screw us up. So what is purpose? As a noun, the person, place, thing, or idea, as a noun purpose is the reason for which something is done or created or for which something exists. And this is what we're usually looking for when we're trying to find our purpose. Why do I exist? Why was I created? Okay. And it's very stagnant though. It's very small and kind of immovable. Mm -hmm. All right. It's an object you're looking at. I need to find this meaning. Okay, this meaning, I hope that I can see it someday. Now, when we take ourselves and step back and look at the bigger picture and we look at our lexicon with purpose as far as a verb, okay. it's to have as one's intention or objective. So this action item says that your purpose is what your intention is. Okay. It's whatever your objective is, your intention. And this speaks to the fact that you can't sit there and wait for your purpose to get Come presented to you. To you. Mm -hmm. This is an action item. This is something you get to decide because at the end of the day, what your purpose is, is whatever you say it is. And it's your job to put these things that I'm going to talk about into practice if you don't yet feel like you're connected to your purpose and really be able to see what that is. But it's going to come from motion, from movement, from taking action, from making a decision and defining it yourself. And as I mentioned, so most people have this idea that their purpose is magically going to appear out of nowhere, but it really just doesn't happen like that. It can seem magical, mm -hmm. definitely can seem magical once you find out what it is and you make the decision to be committed to this, but it's a simple science that actually gets you here. And I'm going to share with you, it's three specific steps. Okay. Idea plus passion plus decision equals your purpose. Idea plus passion plus decision equals my purpose. Exactly. That's the formula. Now, what can detract people from living their purpose is a disconnection in one of these three areas. So we're going to dive in deep and talk about these. So let's start with idea. Now, when you're a child, you have ideas about everything. You know, there's so many grand things that are possible in your imagination. You know, you can be a fireman or an astronaut or a musician, a teacher, a president of a company or a president of a country. You know, there's so many different 
ideas that are possible and all of them are attainable. But what happens over time is those ideas start to get stomped out. You know, formal education can start to narrow your imagination, your focus. Well-meaning people in our lives are family members who love us dearly right. most of the time. <laughs> most of the time, sometimes they can tolerate us. Well, they love us. You they know? may not always like us. <laughs> exactly. But looking out for our best interests will tell us, you know, so for example, somebody might be a phenomenal musician and they're really working on their craft, but they're, you know, their loved one tells them that there's no money in that. Right. No you know, future. and then I say to them, even immediately to uh, rebuttal for that is, have you seen YouTube? <laughs> have you seen how many celebrities have come from literally setting up a camera in their room? and then end up getting a record deal or just being able to do shows and to share their gift and talent. That's right. Today, more than any other time, there's opportunity to succeed in whatever it is that you're passionate about. You know, but you have to allow yourself to have these ideas and to dream again. So just to share a little bit of my story and this ideas concept really coming to light. You know, when I was a kid, I really enjoyed reading. You know, I enjoy those little choose your own adventure stories, mm -hmm. right? I thought that those were amazing. Mm -hmm. And I was just like, I would always think like, what if I took a different turn, exactly. you know, and I go back and get to read it again and find out where the story takes me. And I also really enjoyed writing. You know, I saw that at a young age, I like to be able to have the things that I had in my mind to become some form of reality, you know, to be able to go wherever I wanted to go with the story mm -hmm. that I might be telling. And for me, it really started in eighth grade to get some affirmation to that, you know, because before that, you know, teachers, though they might have meant well, I really didn't feel like I had personal attention and seeing any gifts or talents in particular standing out. You know, I did good in school and that right. was kind of the end of the story. Mm -hmm. But in eighth grade, I had a great teacher for my English class named Miss Blackmore. And that's something we'll remember those. We remember yeah. those names. And I remember her looking at me and smiling at me so deeply and putting her arm around me and telling me how great my poetry was. And she published one of my poems in the school newspaper, right? And the poetry for me was because it was more, I could be more abstract, you know, whereas prior to that, writing in the traditional rules of writing, it kind of hindered me in the story that I wanted to tell, right. you know? But by getting that affirmation for her, I really felt like I could now play within the structure or the construct that the other teachers would give me. And I began to excel in writing from that point forward. But life took a turn, you know, and struggles happen. And I've shared on a past episode, mm -hmm. which we'll put in the show notes, in high school, I actually got kicked out of high school right. for a big fight for an entire year, my entire junior year of high school. And I ended up, the good story at the end of the episode, <laughs> if this is a spoiler alert, right. is that <laughs> I ended up graduating in three years of high school and, but it took a tremendous amount of effort to get there. And in college, same story, you know, a lot of struggle, a lot of poor decisions. And I just really got detracted from the thing that I was passionate about. But eventually, when I got connected to my purpose of being able to serve and help other people to transform their health, I picked it up again, sure. you know, and found that I enjoyed communication and seeing somebody's life change you know, through verbal communication, but also through the written word. Which you really rock at that written. Thank you. you. I mean, you've got that hands down very well. Jade, I receive all that. It Thank is so you. true. It is so true. I do want to know, how did the encouragement from the teacher in one area translate into those others? How was it able to give you the lift to excel in the other courses? What it really is, and this is why it's so important that they, we even know this for the other people in our lives, 
I felt like I mattered. Mm. You know, I felt like I mattered. I felt that what I did had an impact on another person. The reality is, even if you don't feel like you're connected with your purpose, you can always have that feeling. And we're going to circle back around to that and how important this is with being on your purpose. But I felt like I mattered. And that was still with me. Is it still with me today as I share the story? And by the way, once I found my purpose, this didn't mean things were easy because I screwed up a lot along the way. So picking up the written word again and being able to share articles, share blog posts, I was like, you know what? I should write a book. Mm -hmm. So I wrote this little pamphlet, right? This little Mm -hmm. pamphlet that I'd be giving out at different talks that I would go to. So maybe it was like 30 pages of information. And then eventually that expanded itself and became my first book, you know, which I actually self-published. And I received so many messages over the years and I still do receive messages about that book, but I still didn't know what I was doing. You know, it's different to write an article than to write a book. It's different to write a blog post or it's different to write poetry than to write a book. And so I put all of my ideas just like, right there, like a, a whole wave mm-hmm. throughout the book, instead of having the structure so that people can just read a little bit and be able to take something away if they never pick it up again. You know, and that was really my goal for the next book. So that book, The Key to Quantum Health, mm-hmm. we did a big book launch and we had a party and, you know, sold a few hundred books and it was fantastic, but then just kind of withered away. You think it did, but that it was book a seed. is still, it was, but that book in particular has helped so many lives. I've had to get new copies because of the ones that I had had gotten so worn. And I promise you in those dark days and hours when I was still trying to figure things out and how does this work? And, you know, it's so much big information. You put it in that book because you put that seed in the book. We could go back to it and we could read it again and we could connect the dots and it could make the sense and, and land in fertile soil or at least prepare the soil to receive um, what you had in there. And everybody I've shared it with has had the same response. It was, it's the one that opens the door. It's a great book. Wow. That even hearing that now, you know, but here's the thing, even (laughs) when we hear stuff like that, (laughs) (laughs) we all, when we look back at something we did previously with updated knowledge, it starts to detract from that instead of letting that peace be what it is, you know, which is this thing of beauty. And so now here's the thing though, guys, is that even though Jade is saying this, which I've heard this so many times and I feel this, that book was a massive failure (laughs) as far as books getting sold. Right. Mm. So we were looking at thousands of books being sold, but it just didn't reach those numbers. But I chalked that up to a learning experience and figuring out what not to do, you know? And so this helped me to craft this purpose in a greater way and look at the things that worked and the things that didn't work. Okay. So I took that experience and I built on it and I found a way to actually communicate with extreme simplicity, but with power, you know, with a punch. And that led to me creating my next book, which was Sleep Smarter. Hmm. And so Sleep Smarter did phenomenally well. Still number is. one bestseller, mm-hmm. still a number one bestseller mm-hmm. after a year on Amazon, but here's a big announcement for you guys. It actually has just been picked up by Rodale. They just signed me to an amazing book deal to distribute the book nationally. So you're gonna be able to pick up Sleep Smarter and Barnes and Noble and uh, Whole Foods and all those different places. You're gonna see it all over. And this was because even through the trying times, even when I failed, I kept going because I knew what my purpose was. And I knew that I was here to impact people in a way that even if I never talked to them, Mm -hmm. you know, even if I never met them face to face, I have a gift to give. 
And that gift is helping people to get reconnected to what's most important about them. You know, even right now, you getting reconnected to your purpose. All right. So I just wanted to share that little story with you guys, because no matter where you are in your life, it's never too late to write a new story. Love that. I love that. There's a great quote from Irene Casorla that said, the pen that writes your life story must be held in your own hand. <laughs> That's All great. Right? Now, let me give you guys some more tangible items here to help you to really get to the heart of this ideas concept because ideas is the first part. Ask yourself these three questions. Number one, if I could do anything with my life and I knew I couldn't fail at doing it, what would I be doing? One thing. If I could do anything with my life and I knew that I couldn't fail at doing it, what would I be doing? Mm -hmm. If it's more than one thing, that's okay. Sure. That's the more the merrier. Encapsulate the thought, the sentiment. So that's number one. Okay. Number two, what talents and skills do I have that can help people? What talents and skills do I have that can help people? And third question, what would I love to do every day of my life? What would I love to do every day of my life? Ask these questions and allow your mind to just go free because even if you don't have any experience in this idea that you might have, don't worry about that right now. That's not your job to worry about that. It's your job to just dream again, think big and have ideas again because it's an exercise in ideas and fleshing out those things that might be suppressed, okay? They're there. They're within you because you are alive and you're able to hear this right now. So allow yourself to dream again. Think big. No holds barred. Nobody's watching over you. Just allow yourself to be honest about what you really want. Sure. So I want to run them by you. What is the one thing that if you could do it and not fail that you would do? I'm doing it. Yes, you are. I'm doing it. It was scary, Uh you know, to take that risk of, you know, a nine to five job even. This was way back in the day because I started my own business in college, funny enough, but I still took a risk. And then to go from seeing clients every day in the gym as a strength and conditioning coach to seeing my need is greater in teaching nutrition and then opening up a practice, you know, clinic for nutrition and consulting. That was a huge step. You know, I had to take risk and then deciding, okay, I'm going to write this book and stop seeing clients to be able to have the time to do it at that time in my life, you know, having kids and this whole thing. And I took another risk, but I just knew that this was the right thing to do. And eventually seeing that, you know, manifest today as this book deal with Rodale, who is, by the way, I got to give a shout out to them. Amazing team of people. Uh, We actually, I've got the best agent also (laughs) in the world. I mean, he's really the top guy in the world. And we had offers from five of the biggest publishing companies in the world. And I decided to go with Rodale because they actually is a great team of people, women who are incredibly young to be in the positions that they're in are a big part of the team and so passionate and wanting to help people want to make an impact and you can make a decision that that's the people that I want to work with people who care you know you again it's like having the idea that that's even possible because I had kind of twisted ideas before that if I do this traditionally through a traditional book publisher they're going to make problems for me they're going to create a situation where I'm not going to be able to get the information out in the way that I want and nothing could be further from the truth if you're clear on what you want and you have standards coming into it. 
But it seems like you got more clarity as you pressed inward, yes. as you leaned inward, because to get an idea that a thing is possible, you've got to be able to envision it. And sometimes that's the big block yeah. in the very beginning. So you said you're doing it now, but how did that become your mission statement? How was it defined for you when it wasn't all clear? You already said it. You know, it fleshed itself out by taking there action. Okay. It's really that simple. Mm-hmm. The first thing was having the idea. Once I had the idea come back to me that, you know what, I love to write. I love it, you know, and that when I write, I can actually impact another person. Hey, this is what makes me feel good. This is what I want to do. And it feels good. Yeah. And then taking the action, you know, because even with the process of writing, it's not just like, oh, the clouds <laughs> part and sun and rainbows and I ride off on a unicorn and it doesn't happen like that. It was more so putting pen to paper, you know, fingertips to the keys on the keyboard and putting in that work, yeah. you know, and also serving other people. How can I get better at communicating? And how can I find out the ideas I want to communicate? I've got to help some other people face to face for no money oftentimes. Just help people. That's right. You've got to take that risk to get the reward. Yeah, that's it. You take the risk. So that moves us to the next part here of our equation. So the first part was ideas. The second thing is plus passion. So let's talk a little bit about passion. What does this really mean here? And by the way, this is actually the secret sauce. (laughs) Passion is the secret sauce of living your purpose. Okay. But it's got a lot of misinformation surrounding it. So passion for something is actually, it's expressed differently depending on who you are as a person. It's expressed differently because some people might be thinking, well, I'm not that passionate about this thing because they're not running around and like smoke's coming out of their ears and they're just like, ah, ah, you know, they're just freaking out and just like so passionate, you know, outwardly. That might not be you just because somebody is acting that way. Well, by the way, let me just make this clear. If somebody acts that way about something they're passionate about, chances are they'll act that way regardless in life. That's just their personality. Sure. This is what it really means. Passion means you care. Passion means you'll have patience. Passion means you'll do it for no reason except the pleasure of doing it. Passion means you're willing to be in it for the long haul and grow. That's what passion means. That last part is a great end cap because that's what sustains you through the tough times and when it's not so easy and clear and fluffy. Mm, (laughs) Fluffy. You know, you'll need that long term. I'm sticking with it. I'm in it for the long haul mindset to press through the thicket. I want you to really, if you're struggling with passion and feeling like you have passion for something, I want you to go back and listen to those words again. Okay. It's really, really important defining what passion really means. Passion means you care. Okay. So go back and listen to that and really let that sink in. This isn't like, I'm just on fire every day. I'm just burning for this thing. It's not like that. If that's your personality, so be it. But it could be something much more subtle. But it's something that you truly, deeply care about and that you're patient for because you love it so much and you do it for nothing, just for the simple act of doing it. So I want to share a little quick example about my passion and how this actually manifested. I could say that throughout my life, you know, up until you know, in my 20s, I was really not aware that I was aware. You know, I was not awake. And there was no particular passion in my life. 
You know, I was doing the things that I thought I should be doing. And this happens with a lot of people and a lot of kids out there as well. Uh, my son is so different. Mm-hmm. You know, I see my son. Uh, he just started football practice two days ago. And he is passionate about it. He literally, he's like, I can't wait to go to sleep so I can get up in the morning. <laughs> and it's like five o'clock in the afternoon and we're at Whole Foods. He's like, I, I can't wait to get to sleep. You know, he's so passionate about it and excited. And I definitely, I was excited about playing football, but not like that, right. you know? And for me, it really, it really manifested when I went through the health challenge that we've talked about many times in the show, being diagnosed with something that's so-called incurable, you know, being diagnosed and being looked at right in my face, eye to eye by someone who's in a position of power and authority that there's nothing I can do about it. And that this is going to be my lot in life. I can manage it, but it's not going to change. As a matter of fact, it's going to get worse. Sure. So to be told that there's nothing I can do about something, that it's incurable, and then to see that thing in my own life dissolve, to see myself recover, my health, my vitality, not recover, but it's even a billion times better than it ever was. And to have that experience, it ignited something in me. And I wanted other people to know. I want other people to know that it's possible for them too, that no one has the final say about you, that disease is merely communication from your body that you need to change, you and know, these symptoms. The authority. That those symptoms with your body telling you that's the real authority. The people may have influence. So you have a different lens now when you started, when you were listening to that, your lens and your filters had that person in authority. So it was disarming. Yeah. But then you recovered and you were empowered and you were enabled and your lens changed, your filters changed and you realized that, nah, you didn't have that. And now I'm much more capable and I'm going to empower somebody else. Mm. But the true influence came from within. I mean, the true authority rather came from within. So if anything I would leave with our listener is that these people are in positions of influence. Exactly. Not authority. You just said it so perfectly. Thank you for that. Mm -hmm. And we have that potential within us all the time, you know, to say no or to say yes. And this is what we're going to actually talk about in in just a moment, this third part, the decision part. So having my passion ignited in that moment of decision that I'm going to transform my health and to see it happen, that made me very powerful, you know, very powerful and empowered to help other people. And this passion drove me to serve and to help people to do some of the things that I did. At that time, the closest, the lowest hanging fruit as I changed my course of study in college to biology from finance or whatever I was doing. What did you start out with? No, I started off (laughs) pre-med. Did you? Then, yeah, I've been told this story on our own show. I talk about this on other shows. You know a guy. (laughs) So making the decision initially to go pre-med, but then finding out very quickly that I didn't like science. (laughs) Right? Go figure. I didn't like it. (laughs) But it was the way that I was taught. And also seeing the upperclassmen just infatuation with self-diagnosis and disease. Like everybody's got a problem. You know, it just didn't feel good to me. And I was just doing that because, again, thinking I should be a doctor. That would be something great. Mm That would be something to do. Mm -hmm. But it just didn't vibe with me. And so I shifted over to business, finance. Thought I'd be like an advertisement or something. My inspiration? Eddie Murphy Boomerang. No, stop. Yeah. <laughs> is that what it Boomerang was? Boomerang did it. Yep. Robin Givens, Eddie Murphy, Martin Lawrence. Marcus. Yeah. 
Strange, right? Strange, yes. <laughs> so that was my. I'm gonna have to go watch that. This yeah. Week, so yeah. I was like, oh man, he's so cool. I'll yeah. do that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And then you know, having my course of study shifted to biology, but getting some certification, being a strength conditioning coach, and having people coming up to me asking me for help, and I'm just like, like how much? What? Are, I'm like, I don't know. Seven uh, dollars? <laughs> you know? I so I started like That's doing seven dollars an hour. You know. And then seeing that progress to, you know, over $100 an hour. Yes. Yeah. And it, really, again, each level that I went as far as my value mm -hmm. uh, proposition with myself, it didn't really matter, you know, because I was doing stuff for free a lot of times and for very little money mm -hmm. because of the passion. That's when I knew like this is and I didn't stop because I remember some different girls that I was talking to. They were like. So you don't have a like a job, like another job? <laughs> no, it's like, no, this is what I'm doing. And, you know, they're probably looking like, oh, shit. That's too bad. Shouldn't have known it's something. <laughs> it's always something. <laughs> That's so too bad. That progressed to eventually, of course, you know, opening my practice and working with a couple thousand people, uh, mainly working with chronic illnesses and starting with that initial thing for me that I saw in the beginning, which was, people who are struggling and thinking that there's nothing that they can do, mm -hmm. you know, that uh, people have written them off and this was just what they was going to have to deal with. And actually death would come before you get better. Wow. So them making their way to me and seeing these amazing transformations, it was worth all of it. And it was all that affirmation came along with it. Now you're like, yes, see, that's right. I knew it. Come on. Don't mess with me. I got you. So <laughs> So take that diagnosis. So if you have <laughs> these things, you have this passion, mm -hmm. plus the ideas to get started, then living your purpose is just a decision away. So decisions. Decision is the third component of our formula of finding our purpose. Idea plus passion plus decision. Now here's the reality. You've got one life and each day has a 24-hour expiration date on it. Time is going to pass anyways, so you might as well spend it doing something that you love. Make a decision even though this seems like the easiest step. Okay, making a decision. Mm. It's actually the hardest by a long shot. The ideas are there. This is something that's imbued in us since our childhood. You know, those ideas are still there. They're part of who you are. It might take some introspection and some, some digging, some honesty, some real heart to heart with your own heart, mm -hmm. <laughs> but the ideas are still there. The passion is there just by the very nature of you having energy pulsing through your body, just by you being alive, that passion is there, that potential. Making the decision to tap into them and do something about it though, that my friends takes real courage. There you go. So because I'm cowardly <laughs> or have been cowardly, right? <laughs> I'm the cowardly lion in some cases, and that's why decision has come to be a challenge at times. Look, deciding to live the life that you want is really, it's a rite of passage. Mm. It's a rite of passage. It's both scary and an exhilarating experience at the same time. And you must go through this in order to achieve true mental, emotional, and spiritual adulthood. Okay. Okay. You must go through these things. And the word decision, you know, being a student of lexicon and words. So the word decision is from the Latin day, meaning from, and kaidir, which means to cut. 
So when you make a true decision about something, you cut away the possibility of anything else except that thing, right? So when you make a decision to stop drinking, you don't have to count, you know, it's been 31 days since my last drink. You're just a non-drinker. Right. When Burn the boats. I decided and it's done. Mm-hmm. And of course, we can track things for communication purposes to inspire other people. But sure. bottom line, it's not in your psyche anymore because you've made a decision. It's done. You cut away the possibility of anything else. So for me, it was making the decision to get well initially, which when I made the decision, there was no possibility of anything else except me meeting that goal. Or I'm going to die trying. I'm going to keep on going every single day until I find a way because I, I made the decision. Yeah. And again, the ideas was there, the passion, Mm -hmm. but it's making the decision to do something about is what took the courage. And they need to all be in the formula in order for it to work. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. This is where we get stuck, is that one of these different areas. And here's a tip to build your decision-making muscles. (laughs) And it's real simple. It's just like building any other muscle. You got to do reps, right? You got to put in some work. So start making decisions. You know, stop being so... Oh, whatever in your life, decide some things, be firm about some things. Could be small things. You know, when somebody's like, oh, for example, women, right? <laughs> what do you want to eat? What so do you now want? You're entering what a do you want? So that's a, that's a meme out there, that by the way. I'm not, that's not place. me being sexist, but there's a meme. <laughs> it's um, Ryan Gosling, uh-huh. right? And he's asking the girls in the notebook scenes, like, what do you want? <laughs> what do you want? <laughs> And it was saying when you ask a woman, what does she Mm -hmm. want to eat? So just making a decision, right? So making a lot of it, but really make some decisions in your life. You know, choose one over the other. And if you can, just referring back to what we talked about in the very beginning of the show, the paradox of choice, limit your decisions. Well, that helps. Okay. Isolate some things. What are your top three instead of 10? But no shoe store has just three shoes. Oh, my goodness. It's a so big setup. So how am I supposed to work with that is all I'm saying. Shoes, that'll be the exception <laughs> to the rule. There we go. Thank all right. Thank you, thank you. That'll be the exception okay, to the rule. I will survive. I will survive. But here's the, here's the reality. <laughs> you literally just need one idea. Just one decision can change your whole life right now. Mm-hmm. Just one decision. Like even right now. Like right now. The decision on who you're going to spend the rest of your life with. The, the decision on... If you say yes to that job, the decision if you apply for that job, the decision if you send that email, the decision if you speak to your child about a particular thing that you've been putting off can change everything right now today. The reality is that the decisions that you've made up until this point have created the life that you're living. That's really what it's made of. And J.K. Rowling, there's a great quote from her. She said, it is our choices that show what we truly are far more than our abilities. It is our choices that show what we truly are far more than our abilities, okay? And again, a woman of extreme success who started from the bottom, Mm -hmm. now she's here. For sure. Started from the bottom, now she's here. No, really, on a train, homeless, these stories, rejected over and over and over, dozens of times. And now the successful billionaire, you know, who's impacting the lives of, just hundreds of millions of people around the world is so powerful. And to make a statement like this is really speaks to a truth, a profound truth that it's not about our abilities. It's about our choices. And at any given point, the next decision changes where you are on the continuum of those choices. Yes. You know, that train ride became 
an upward climb. You know, just like we heard with E.T. and we heard with Jackie Joyner Kersey and we've heard with Bob Proctor and we've heard with all these wonderful people that we've spoken to and even in our own lives. Mm -hmm. Whatever the next decision is from this moment changes where you are on the continuum of the choices that you've made. Yes, indeed. Absolutely. So there's the formula. It's ideas plus passion plus decision equals your purpose. Now, I need to get a tattoo. I can't give you this. I can't give you this without giving you some important caveats. So additional caveats you need to know about. First of all, fulfillment comes from giving. Sure, you have all the right in the world to receive and you absolutely deserve it. However, it's in giving that you're going to be filled up. The second thing to understand is that success in living your purpose will always be connected to the happiness of other people. This is what really creates that overflowing feeling of purpose every single day and fulfillment is doing things to improve the happiness in other people's lives. I feel that that helps to really cement your purpose is when you feel that other people are picking up that happiness. Right. The second thing to understand is that success in living your purpose will always be connected to the happiness of other people. This is where you really help to cement your purpose is understanding and knowing that you're bringing happiness to the lives of other people. You want people to talk about you behind your back, but in a good way. (laughs) And you want to make such a mark on people's lives that even when you're not there, your gifts, what you've done for them, your presence is still remembered. I love that. So that's the second thing. Third thing, third caveat here. And the last thing is knowing who you are. Living your purpose does not mean quitting your job. (laughs) And it definitely does not mean your life is going to do a complete 180. Although those things can happen, it's nowhere near the real goal. And by the way, it's a 180. Some people are like, your whole life does a 360. (laughs) And that's you back to where you started from. It's a 180. You know, I used to say 360 too, I did. I still do. (laughs) You do. I probably Uh got that from you the other day. (laughs) So just because you have some ideas does not mean that you're an entrepreneur. And With that said, you should start a business. It may mean that you need to work in an organization that has a similar purpose to you and bring your ideas to the table. Or it may mean that you should write a book or speak about it. Mm -hmm. Or maybe that you need to share your ideas and possibly sell it to someone else. That's what it could mean because you have ideas like everybody wants to be an entrepreneur. Really, you have to know your personal nature. You could see it as a business that you need to start, but it very well may be the right thing for someone else, but not necessarily for you. But that's something that you need to decide by knowing yourself, your work habits, and your personal nature. And again, I got to go back to the quitting your job thing. Just because you don't like your job doesn't necessarily mean that you need to start a business. This could mean that you wholeheartedly need to find yourself another Another job. job. You know, one that's more aligned with your passion and your purpose. Mm -hmm. Or maybe it's that you misplaced your ideas. You're at the right job but you've misplaced your ideas about why you're there you then know, or your passion, passion for it. piece, right? Exactly. Renewing your passion. Remember what brought you there in the beginning, yeah. you know, restore the joy of your beginnings. Mm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Love that. Love that. And know thyself. It's echoed throughout time as an ultimate lesson of the human experience by knowing who you are, what you're about and why you're here can make the difference in many people's lives and make plenty of dollars for you. You can make a dollar and make a difference by knowing who you are. 
Knowing who you are truly enables you to determine who you're going to be. And guess who gets to make that decision and determine that? You do. That's right, you do. Mark Twain said that the two most important days of your life are the day you were born and the day that you find out why. Mm. And I hope that today has really helped to flesh things out for you, to get you to ask some important questions, to help you to get connected to your purpose. And now it's time to do the work. It's time to actually write out those ideas and be honest with yourself. If you were to get up every single day and live the life that you want to live, what would you be doing? You know, what does that life look like? Be honest with yourself. What do you love? What do you love to do? What were the ideas that you had when you were a child that maybe someone said that was impossible for you to do? Maybe it's something, you know, maybe you was to be an astronaut. Maybe that's not your lot in life now. Maybe you're in your 50s and maybe it's not that, but maybe it's working with some kind of a nonprofit organization that helps kids to get into NASA programs Mm -hmm. or something like that. There's some way that you can get connected with this no matter where you are in your life. But it's important that you start because this whole purpose thing, it's the verb portion we want to <laughs> focus the, on. Not the noun one. Not the noun. Well, I'm glad you said that because as a child, I wanted to be an oceanographer. I wanted to help sea animals. <laughs> so I have to figure out how to really get back in touch with that. I find I something new about you every <laughs> single day. I mean, day. that was so serious. Dolphins, man, mm. especially. Yeah. Go figure. I could see that. You and Flipper. Mm-hmm. Put the picture up, guys. Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> See, I knew you were gonna do it. I knew you were gonna do it. So it everybody, everybody, thank you so much for tuning in, and I hope you got a lot of value out of this. So now I've got a question for you. I want you to head over to themodelhealthshow.com forward slash purpose, and in the comment sections, I want to know what you feel your purpose is, because I want to know about you. I want to know what's in your heart. So this is a great place to share it, just to put it out there, to take an action step in sharing what your purpose is. Or maybe you can just share one of the three things today that really spoke to you, the idea, passion, or decision that maybe you were stuck on. So head on over to themodelhealthshow.com forward slash purpose and leave your comment there and I'll definitely be there hanging out to engage with you and to offer any words of wisdom that I can in addition to the show today. And I thank you guys so much for tuning in and also for sharing the show and for more than anything, putting these things into action in your life. Truly means the world to me. I appreciate you. Take care, have an amazing day, and I'll talk with you soon. And make sure for more after the show, you head over to theshawnstevensonmodel.com. That's where you can find the show notes. And if you got any questions or comments, make sure to let me know. And please head over to iTunes and give us a five-star rating and let everybody know that our show is awesome and you're loving it. And I read all the comments, so please leave me a comment there. And take care, everybody. promise to keep giving you more powerful, empowering, great content to help transform your life. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks for listening.